Welcome to the Political Buzz Show. I am your host, Rene Hinojosa. Just today, and this is essentially breaking news, we have heard or we have learned that former President Donald J. Trump has filed a lawsuit against Hillary Clinton. And uh, he has, he files and he lists all these grievances against Mrs. Clinton, but these grievances that he has or the, the alleged damages uh, that he is suing Hillary Clinton for, and, and I want to say, and company, uh, is already being criticized as just plain garbage by some noted legal es- experts who have, uh, who have essentially chimed in on what has been happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we're going to go ahead and start off by taking a look at some of the documents, and I'm going to post them on the screen there for you. Uh, but as you can see at the very top of the documents, uh, apparently this court case has been filed in the Southern District of Florida. That's where Trump resides at the moment. And as you can see, some of the plaintiffs, uh, he lists there Hillary Clinton. And, uh, of course, he uh, is also uh, filing this lawsuit against the Democratic National Convention. Um, And if we scroll down there a little bit further down, he also lists there John Podesta, James Comey, and a host of other recognizable and not so recognizable uh, names or figures, including some corporate entities. And if we look down here, it says John Doe's 1 through 10, said names being fictitious and unknown persons. And the same goes for ABC Corporations 1 through 10, said names being fictitious and unknown entities. Uh, so yes, so apparently, uh, he has cast a wide net and has listed as many corporate entities as he possibly can, as well as individuals. And I'm going to go ahead and segue on to the introduction of the damages. And we're going to go ahead and read maybe one, two, and three for our auditory listeners. Let me start. In the run-up to the 2016 presidential election, Hillary Clinton and her cohorts orchestrated an unthinkable plot, one that shocks the conscience and is an affront to this nation's democracy. Acting in concert, the defendants maliciously conspired to weave a false narrative that the Republican opponent Donald J. Trump was colluding with a hostile foreign sovereignty. The actions taken uh, in furthermore and furtherance of their scheme, which is falsifying evidence, deceiving law enforcement, and exploiting access to highly sensitive data sources. And according to him, or according to the lawsuit, they are so outrageous, so subversive, and incendiary that even the events of Watergate pale in comparison. 
And before I move on to number two, I would say that presently Trump is embroiled in uh, some shenanigans of his of his own that uh, might land him in federal prison, and they may in fact pale uh, in comparison to Watergate. And let's go ahead and read number two. Number two says, under the guise of opposition research, data analytics, and other political stratagems, the defendants nefariously sought to sway the public's trust. They worked together with a single self-serving purpose, that is, to vilify Donald J. Trump, as if he doesn't already do that himself. And then he goes on here and says, Indeed, their far-reaching conspiracy was designed to cripple Trump's bid for presidency by fabricating a scandal that would be used to trigger an unfounded federal investigation and ignite a media frenzy. And of course, he's alluding here to the so-called Russia collusion investigation. And just for a little bit of completeness, I'm going to read number three, uh, number the, the item number three of the damages. And he starts off with, The scheme was conceived, coordinated, and carried out by top-level officials at the Clinton campaign and the DNC, including the candidate herself, who attempted to shield her involvement behind a wall of third parties. And essentially these third parties are probably the, the said name corporate entities and, uh, and the ones ABC corporations, perhaps. To start the Clinton campaign and the DNC enlisted the assistance of their shared counsel, Perkins Coey, I think. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name which is a law firm with deep democratic ties in the hopes of obscuring their actions under the veil of attorney-client privilege. Perkins Co., or so I, I don't know how to pronounce that last name, was tasked with spearheading the scheme to find or fabricate proof of a sinister link between Donald J. Trump and Russia. And to do so, Perkins launched parallel operations. On one front, Perkins' partner, Mark Elias, led an effort to produce spurious opposition research, claiming to reveal illicit ties between the Trump campaign and Russian operatives. On a separate front, Perkins' partner, Michael Sussman, headed a campaign to develop a misleading evidence of a bogus back-channel connection between email servers at Trump Tower and a Russian-owned bank. And I believe there may be alluding to the Steele dossier here um, as well. <clears throat> and so that's just a little bit of it. I will post a link to the documents uh, they are about 108 total documents uh, in all as, uh, that are contained in this 
specific lawsuit uh, that was filed by Donald Trump's attorney. And and so uh, we are already there's this already there's this backlash, and of course uh, we're uh, you know they've accused uh, well Donald Trump has accused Hillary of being the mastermind of a plot to falsely make uh, Trump look like a like a Russian President Vladimir Putin's puppet. And um, and so that's essentially how all of this boil all of this boils down to that he was made to look like Putin's puppet. Uh, but if we all if we put all of that aside, the problem with Trump's lawsuit, which some legal experts have weighed in, of course, that I mentioned, and we'll get we'll get to that a little later on in this video. And the problem is is that. Trump himself partook, as I mentioned, in some shenanigans of his own, and perhaps uh, for a countersue by Hillary, if Hillary finds or the, her attorneys find any merit in some of the things that he himself has done um, to cast negative light in her campaign or campaigns, uh, she may be able to probably bring that to court herself. But we're not really sure if there is any merit. And, uh, but, but in fact, there were many reasons um, why one can suspect that Trump may have been working with Russia during the 2016 presidential campaign. In, in the first place, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kush, uh, Kushner, and their campaign manager uh, in June of 2016, and this is known, they met with a Russian agent who had promised them to produce dirt on Hillary Clinton herself. And so that is one implication that Hillary may have if she expects to counter sue. Uh, additionally, Trump had uh, had openly encouraged Russia to release emails that he believed the country had uh, had hacked from a private email server. And so there was a lot of outcry about Hillary's email server, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so when Russia did start releasing leaked, leaked Clinton uh, campaign emails through the WikiLeaks website, Trump was very eager to promote them as well. And so if you recall, some time ago, Trump had plastered all of this uh, essentially uh, uh, evidence, in quotes, and he went on Fox, and actually Fox themselves promoted uh, all of these items that supposedly uh, were leaked by WikiLeaks or through WikiLeaks. And additionally, throughout the whole campaign, Trump ally Roger Stone also boasted of working with WikiLeaks. And he tried to obtain, of course, the same uh, Hillary Clinton emails. And then Stone went so far as to acknowledge that Russia was the one entity that was leaking these emails. And so 
there might be some of this blowback from the activities of the Trump campaign, including Trump's henchman, uh, Roger Stone. And, um, but yes, so the Trump campaign essentially did have multiple contacts with, with the Russians in 2016 that is verifiable and that's essentially has been documented. But they were these these contacts, they were so alarming. And if you recall that even Trump's own deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, was so worried that he himself then gener uh, that he was uh, he was so worried that the then president uh, Trump was compromised by Russia. And then he ordered special counsel Robert Mueller to conduct an investigation into the matter. So this was spearheaded by one of his own guys that was put in there um, for that expressed purpose. And, uh, and so we have to look at an image uh, about further alleged shenanigans that were coming out out of the out of the the 2016 Trump campaign, and of of course Trump has uh, in this lawsuit he has his own uh, accusations about what went on from the Hillary side of the campaign, but going back again to Trump's side of the 2016 campaign, there were also numerous things. And if you look at this particular graph, uh, this uh, image on the on the on the uh, on the screen. There is uh, some mention here about it says here. The, this is in regards to the steel, uh, the steel uh, dossier. It says, nor does a dossier mention that in August 2016, Konstantin Kilimnik, uh, who was described in the 2019 Mueller report as having ties to Russian intelligence, and in a partly declassified bipartisan Senate. Intelligence Committee report in 2020 as a Russian intelligence officer with possible ties to Russia's election interference operations who flew to the United States to meet with Mr. Trump's campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. And then uh, also the investigators then established that the two had essentially discussed whether Mr. Trump is elected, uh, would bless a peace plan effectively allowing Russia to control the eastern Ukraine, and then that Mr. Manafort had shared internal polling data and campaign strategy information with Mr. Kilimnik, which the Treasury Department later said he passed on to a Russian spy agency. So the government hasn't declassified uh, this evidence. But uh, but it's interesting, though, that the Senate report also clarified and said that Mr. Manafort's had a willingness to share information with the individuals closely as, uh, affiliated with the Russian intelligence services. And this represented a grave counterintelligence threat. And we're talking about uh, Trump himself and probably some of his uh, uh, henchmen actually 
or people on his uh, on his cabinet. And so, uh, but so now that so now that we've learned uh, about the bombshell, if you want to if you want to refer to such news uh, as that. Uh, we talked about all these legal experts that chimed in and posted uh, their opinions on Twitter. Uh, they are not impressed with the former president's claims. Uh, if we look at uh, at this image on the screen, uh, there is a trial lawyer by the name of Max uh, Kennerly, for instance. He he spotted an an elementary legal citation error in the lawsuits within minutes uh, of it being posted. And he read through it and he said, he said, look, there's an indication of the quality of Trump's complaint. Uh, Count three alleges injurious falsehood. And this is an obscure state law tort that is essentially trade libel. He wrote on Twitter in support Trump cites a federal law that has nothing to do with it. And he lists this list the federal law there and it's called the stored communications act. And so that is his opinion. And he posted this on Twitter and then former federal prosecutor, Ken white. Meanwhile, he similarly found himself in disbelief by the, uh, by the quality of Trump's lawsuit. He says, oh, you've got to be effing kidding me. Dear former President Trump, next time, hire lawyers smart enough not to concede repeatedly in your lawsuit that Russia was a hostile foreign sovereignty. And so we already have this... uh, this this uh, this feedback is looking very negative, and it seems to be uh, it seems to be uh, it's it's following a pattern, and it further solidifies that the actions of this lawsuit by Trump uh, may go to the waste dump. It may not even go further than essentially being read by a, a judge and then just tossed out. And so we go on further, and we have another lawyer. Uh, we are by the name of Lawrence Tribe. He's a Harvard Law professor uh, who dismissed Trump's lawsuit as absurd, completely on its face. Uh, it is an absurd lawsuit by an absurdly litigious former president uh, who has only himself to blame for being compromised uh, by Putin and thus looking like he's compromised by Russia. Not very positive reviews so far. And lastly, another uh, individual by the name of Bradley Mo- uh, Moss, if you can see on the screen, Bradley Moss is a national security attorney. And he, uh, he, he said, look, uh, he he wasn't gonna even bother reading Trump's complaint, and he says you couldn't even pay me to read this garbage. So apparently he just didn't want to be bothered by it. 
uh, spotted, he probably read this thing and spotted uh, how ineffective it was worded. And so he's not given it the time of day for him to even uh, basically, uh, you know, not, not uh, going to read this garbage in his own words. And so, uh, and so in conclusion, uh, can one chalk this particular uh, lawsuit filed by Donald Trump as one of many similar pointless and meritless lawsuits that he has filed time and again against all kinds of individuals, all kinds of corporate entities? Of the numer- numerous accusations that are listed in this, uh, in this lawsuit, the numerous damages that he's asking compensatory uh, compensation for, will the reference to the Steele dossier be one of contention? Could this be the one item that may hold any merit out of all the damages that he put together and he seeks in this lawsuit. What are your thoughts on this suit? You can go ahead and please and post uh, any comments on the whole matter. Uh, perhaps someone in the audience can offer some legal opinion that others have missed, including these attorneys uh, who chimed in and offered their input. Uh, all I can say is that there was a lot of hoopla a lot of drama, a lot of finger-pointing in, in regards to the Steele dossier. There may be some merit to that. I haven't. I did read about it. I did study it somewhat. Uh, I am familiar with some of the players. But uh, as of late, no one has been officially uh, convicted or tried or been put in, put in jail as a, as a result of that incident. But if you think there is any merit to that, which I think at the top of my head it may it may come to uh, to contention in this lawsuit, uh, leave your thoughts down there, and um, I'll try to um, give you my feedback on on those comments. Until next time, thank you for joining me again. <laughs>